A former Boston College player is now an NFL GM. We'll talk all about the new hire and what it means for a former Boston College player who could be another NFL coach. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. I'm also the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. On today's show, we're going to talk about a hiring in the NFL, the basketball team and their their game on Wednesday against UNC. We'll talk about their struggles in their last game and will that continue on Wednesday. And we'll get into some of the news items that you're going to want to know about. First of all, on Wednesday, Tuesday, excuse me, Ryan Poles has been hired as the new general manager of the Chicago Bears. Now, if you're a Boston College football fan, you probably have heard that name before. Ryan Poles is a um, Boston College former, uh, sorry, former Boston College offensive lineman in 2003 to 2008. He was not drafted, but ended up with the Chicago Bears. So the connection is still there. And uh, he, you know, he's really rose rose up through the ranks, mostly with Scott Pioli and the Kansas City Chiefs. And then therefore, you know, he moved up when they replaced him as general manager. Uh, but he, you know, he did. He was director of college scouting. He did assistant uh, director of personnel. Then he was the so, um, executive director of personnel with the Chiefs. And obviously, a team that is playing exceptionally well and has been done an excellent job of um, evaluating and bringing in good talent. He has been a major part of that. Now, obviously, this is big news for anyone. Who who likes to see Boston College um, players do well in the in the NFL? Polls, uh, you know, he has a history with BC. He protected Matt Ryan. Um, he played with Brian Flores, so he knows a couple guys out there. So the question I think Chicago Bears fans are going to want to know is who he who he will go for, at, you know, as a head coach. Now, if he goes with his Boston College connections, which is one route he could go. He could go with two different players. Obviously, Brian Flores, who, as I've said on this podcast, was a, a, a shock to me that he was fired by the Miami Dolphins. It seems like it wasn't because of his on-field performance, but a real um, butting of heads with Stephen Ross, their their president of, uh, or an owner. But he's going to be a hot commodity. And I wonder if Flores, who knows polls from their time at Boston College, if he would want to come to Chicago. I mean, he was linked to Chicago before, so he could be someone that they look for there. And, you know, Flores, I think, is going to be very successful wherever he lands because he's a very good young coach. And um, I think the issue with Miami was more on Ross's end than, than Flores, but we'll have to see. You know, maybe he has issues that do pop up. But the other name that could be linked is, you know, as I said, Poles was a uh, offensive lineman when Matt Ryan was there. Matt Ryan uh, played with Dan Quinn, who is another name that has been interviewing for jobs all around the NFL. Dan Quinn was the coach of the Falcons from 2015 to 2020. You know, that was the in there was that year that the Falcons made it to the Super Bowl and everything fell apart. 23. Everyone knows that story. So he could be also someone that polls goes through or you know maybe he goes with his Kansas City connections Eric Bieniemy uh who has not been able to get Atlanta their offensive coordinator has not been able to find a job yet maybe he's somebody that he looks at but this is a great this is great because Boston College uh their people the people that they have created 
uh, to, at, in their business schools to go out into the sports world have done an exceptional job. And Poles is the is the most recent example of you know a a um, you know an executive that's gone on to do great things and. He's going to continue to get a bigger chance. I mean, becoming a GM, there's obviously only 32 positions in the country for this. And he's already elevated himself in record time. He's not even 40 years old yet. So he's done, you know, he's one of those fast rising young um, NFL thinkers. And I'm excited. I I think if you're a Bears fan, yet to be excited because I think Justin Fields is a good quarterback. I do. And I think. They could build some things around him. You know, they get the protection around him, so he's not getting killed every game, and build some things off of that defense. Um, you know, the Bears could they could come back. I mean, all you really need is solid players around your quarterback. You can do a lot of things. And I think Field has shown. You know, he had brief periods of it where he showed it in the NFL so far, but definitely in the college level, we've seen a lot of what he can do. So, fortunately, his rebuild might be a little tricky with the draft. He does not have a first-round draft pick this year, so we'll have to see what happens with that. But congratulations to Ryan Poles. Um, we have all that information up on bcbulletin.com. Make sure you check all that out. Now, in a moment, we're going to talk about the basketball team who heads off to Chapel Hill to face off against UNC. We'll talk a little bit about what concerns me about heading into this game and what I saw out of Tuesday's a Monday's game that really says this not that was more of an anomaly than something that we should have to worry about. Before I get to that, I want to thank every one of you that has made Locked On Boston College your first listen every morning. If you are taking a walk with your dog, if you're shoveling snow, if you're in the car having a cup of coffee on the way to work, and you tune into Locked On Boston College every single day, five days a week, I want to thank each and every one of you. You are the reason this podcast has been such a success, and I want to encourage you that if you like this, tell two friends. Say, hey. If you like Boston College, you got to check out Locked On BC. AJ has some great takes. He gives me all the information I need to be up to date on BC sports. And he has great guests and interesting topics to talk about. If you could do that, it would make a huge difference in um, building up our podcast. So thank you for each and every one of you that has already done that. I know some of you have messaged me to say that you have. Now, this is AJ Black. With an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up with cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code COLLEGE. Uh, sorry, score for $0.25 cents per gallon on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card, or Amazon, or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code COLLEGE to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more on cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. This is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening to Locked On Boston College. We're going to chat a little bit now about basketball and look into some of the things that happen on Saturday in uh, Monday's game, excuse me, in their loss, their 87-57 loss to Wake Forest. Again, a really, really ugly game to watch. I mean, Boston College was out of this game really early, and Wake Forest stepped on their neck and just completely dominated them. But there are some things to talk about that I think are changeable, but maybe it's, you know, it's going to have to take some work. And what I saw of that game was the inability to finish. And 
I think that's – a good coach can fix that. How many times did you see BC – I saw it a lot in the first half where they would get a steal and they just couldn't finish the, the shot. They like – you know, they would go up for an, a layup. They couldn't get it down. They, you know, it bounced off. Or they would run into traffic and just couldn't get the, the right angle. This is stuff that they can teach. This is stuff that Earl Grant can help them with because a good team has to be able to put those points down. And uh, Andy Backstrom of Eagles Action gave the actual statistic. It was 8 of 27 on layups. That is 19 times 2, 38 points that were left off the off the boards. Now, even if you got 75% of that, say you hit 75% of your layups, you probably should hit more than that. But if you hit that, you're, you're closer to a tie game at that point. I know Wake Forest kind of took their foot off the gas at one point. But that that has to change. Um, now they are going to face UNC, a team they also got trounced uh, a couple weeks ago when they played at Chestnut Hill on the uh, on Sorry, not on New Year's, but on the day after New Year's. They lost 91-65. In that game, Boston College shot... Um, really poorly. They shot 16%, even worse in the first half, and then shot better in the second half. They were terrible in, in on three-point range. They've got to play better, and this is a game where they're playing on the road. They've won in Chapel Hill, not with obviously not with Earl Grant, but I remember the Jim Christian game where they won. Now, the points, I think they can fix that. I, I don't know if they have enough on their roster right now to get that raw scoring in, to get to fix the uh, layups, because it says, as Andy said in his, his tweet, two out of the last three games have shot below 50% on, on, on layups. Um, I've also noticed, you know, I you would hope at some point they were able to get in stronger and dunk it. Um, you don't see a lot of that out of this team right now. You see it here and there. But um, a lot more layups. But if they're struggling with layups, if they could get in and get a little harder, uh, that that probably would help a little bit. But on to UNC. UNC, as we remember, had four players with 17 points or above against BC. Obviously, they have top-end talent on this roster. Caleb Love was there, was lethal against Boston College last time. He had 22 points, 4-6 from three-point range, and absolutely killed BC. But it wasn't just him. I mean, Armando Bacot... Uh, their their forward had 18 points and 11 rebounds. Um, does Boston College have an answer? This is going to be an interesting game to see where Earl Grant has learned. Because now he's got a body of work to show what he can do to adjust to what North Carolina does. Is he is he going to be able to limit some of this scoring? Because Boston College is not a big scoring offense. they got to play better defense. And against a team like UNC that can score like they do, that is a big-time problem. That's going to be a major, major concern heading into this game. Now, who's going to have to have a big game if they're going to play defense? You're going to need to see Makai Ashton-Langford really play good on, on Caleb Love. He's going to have a good game defensively. You need to see, you know, Jaden Zachary's another one I would like to see play well. And then you need the bigs. The bigs have to have a better game than they did last time against UNC when Karnick went two from ten from the from the uh, from the floor and Quinton Post went one of seven. That's three of seventeen from their centers. That is not going to win you many games. So we've seen games where Post and Karnick have played well. Didn't happen against Wake Forest, but we saw it against Virginia Tech when we saw James Karnick go crazy. Is is he going to be just that limited against you know blue chip recruits against uh, that UNC th- rolls out there? It's obviously a possibility, right? You can't just say that like Karnick is just going to go crazy and he's going to have a big game. But they're going to have to figure something out with the big guys because either Post or Karnick needs to have a better game than that. Now, if BC goes out there and shoots twenty three percent, they're not going to beat anybody. 
The offense has to figure something out. They need to figure out how to get buckets when they need it. And against a team like UNC, they got to figure it out quick. Otherwise, UNC is going to blast them just like Wake Forest did. A big game. I don't know how this is going to go. I don't. I don't have a good feeling. I'm going to be. I'm going to be a little negative, Nancy, here, and say I don't got a good feeling about this game. But we'll see. You know, Earl Grant has already pulled off a couple games where I was like, you know, I mean, they were down by what 23 points against Clemson, and they they won that one. So they could be surprising at times, but this will be the biggest challenge that they face so far if they can actually stick in with stick with the Tar Heels and possibly win. I don't know if they have it, but we'll have to wait and see. It's the new year and a new you. So that means New Year's resolutions. It's yours is about getting fit or eating healthy. Make sure that you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar has everything that needs to help you stick with your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Other ones, other protein bars that are not Built Bar, they can be waxy, gross. You just, they're, they're hard to swallow. You need a, a glass of water to dip in because some of them are so hard to eat. Built Bars are not. They're soft, they're chewy, they're, they're delicious. They are so good. Built Bars are 100% covered in real chocolate and they have some of the best flavor profiles I've seen. Coconut almond is my absolute favorite, but peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. Or you can just get the, the, the mix box if they have those up on the site. Or if you want, just head on over to built.com and check out what they have there. They have all sorts of uh, special offers, and right now when you go and use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year on a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Head on over to Bet Online, where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. I was going to offer a little bit of a correction yesterday. I was talking about a former Boston College football coach that passed away, and I had a couple um, folks that are that knew him and um, wanted to make sure that I knew how to pronounce his name because, honestly, I didn't know. I tried the best that I could, and I want to thank Frank and Dennis, who reminded me that it's pronounced Yukika. So it's Joe Yukika that passed away uh, over the weekend. So I apologize. Made a little bit of a mistake. So, uh Thank you guys for sending me that correction. And then let's talk a little bit about women's basketball. Women's basketball is continuing to get into the news, so I'm going to keep talking about them because I find them endlessly entertaining to watch. And I encourage you, if you have not checked them out yet, if you can get the ACC Network, because I know Comcast has it now, to watch some of their games because they're very good. As we just said on yesterday's show, Taylor Soule was the ACC Player of the Week. This week, um, this sorry, not yesterday, ESPN released their latest bracketology, which for basketball is null and void, and we never get to see the men's basketball team get on that. But the women's basketball team is starting to get some attention on there. In the most recent bracketology, well, the bracketologist, which I believe is a real profession, I guess, uh, had BC in as a 10 seed and would face the 7th seed Nebraska in the first round. Now, they are considered the first uh, last four that would have a bye, meaning uh, with the increase in play teams in the, the tournament this year, we're going to have 68 teams that 
a bunch of teams would have to play a, a buy-in game or a uh, playing game, excuse me, not buy-in, playing game uh, to get into the tournament. So Boston College would just escape that. Now, Boston College women's basketball has a couple of big games coming up this week. They go to Georgia Tech against one of the to- uh, top 15 teams in the country in Georgia Tech, Yellow Jackets, one of the best defenses Boston College has played all season. Uh, that would be a big game. And then they play Notre Dame in a rematch. Now, if Boston College... First of all, there's a bunch of things that could happen with this week. First of all, BC could win one of two. That would be a positive. They could win two of two. That would be that would basically make them probably a lock to make the tournament. They'd have three top 25 wins. Um, that would be very, very positive and have them in really good shape. On top of that, that would probably get them into the talk of being in the top 25, where they didn't have any votes this week last time I checked on the AP voting. Um, but having those wins would be great. Now, if they lose both that would probably put them out of the tournament again. So they got to win. And both of the games are on the road. They're going to South Bend and they're heading to Atlanta. Now this weekend, they also play uh, Virginia, who is bad. So they should have that as an easy win. But add, they got to add one of those wins. And the way Boston College is playing right now, the way that they have been able to hang with a good Louisville team, they beat Notre Dame. There's no way. I, I think there's a good, strong possibility they're going to win at least one, possibly two of those games. If they could go to South Bend and win, that would that would really be the the icing on the cake for a, what's already turning into a very good season for the ladies. Um, so c- c- good luck to them. I hope that they have a, a good week because this team is getting very exciting. They're starting to catch. They're starting to get red hot at right at the right time, and you're seeing some of these players really start to build and develop their roles in Joanna McNamee's offense and defense. So um, that was just a little piece on the women's basketball team. A little football news for you, just from the academic side, because we always sometimes have to remember that Boston College is a college, and some of these kids are all these kids are going to co- uh, going to school too. Eight. BC players were named to the All-ACC academic team. And those players were defensive end Brandon Barlow, linebacker Vinny De Palma, uh, offensive lineman Zion Johnson, defensive end Marcus Valdez, punter Grant Carlson, linebacker Graham Isaiah Graham Mobley, punter uh, Connor, uh, sorry, kicker of Connor Lighton, and safety Jaden Woodby. Now, I, I, I was interested by this because eight of these guys made the list, right? And what struck me was two of them are transfers that Jeff Halfley took, and one of them was a uh, recruit that Jeff Halfley took. So three out of the eight were just guys that Jeff Halfley has grabbed recently. Um, To be able to go, like he talks about, especially the transfer portal, he goes and he talks about trying to find players that fit Boston College. The fact that you got two guys in the transfer portal that are all academic really shows that he did do his homework with these guys. That these guys were players that not only fit the system, I mean, both Mobley and Woodbay were big-time players, you know, uh, throughout the season. They were both valuable, valuable players. But to do that and be good in the classroom shows you that they kind of do fit the mold that Boston College has. And to add in Connor Lighton, who is, you know, Jeff Halfley's kicker, that that's good. But... All these other guys, congratulations. It's always great to see uh, BC players do well in the classroom and on um, and on the field as well. People have been asking me, has, are there any more transfers? Are Boston College going to continue to look for transfers? I haven't seen them linked to anybody now. I really haven't. I mean, I asked around, and there were some names that I saw that were linked uh, to, to coaches at previous spots before they ended up at Boston. The, those coaches ended at Boston College. Nothing. Nothing with any of them. I mean, there was a couple of Ohio State guys. I thought maybe they'd go after. Halfley might be connected with them on defense. Nope. Saw another guy that was connected to Zara Dill or him. Nope. Say Francis Academy. Nope. So 
They're de- I think Boston College is really, really staying put with this with this roster. And as I said before, I don't think with the, with the transfer portal that there's a lot of room for Boston College to go out and land guys. And that's kind of why you've seen an exodus of some of the back end of this roster. So guys like Jelani Galloway and Kobe White, guys that probably wouldn't have played all that much next year. Um, and, and, you know, Joe Sparacio. They need to figure out how to get that number down so they can bring in a, a full 2023 class, which is what Jeff Halfley has said all along he wants to do. He wants to build through recruiting. So I don't know if they're going to continue. There's always you know a guy that might light up and, and, and be like, oh, that fits a need for our program. Haven't seen it yet, though. Um, I've been watching and, and talking. I've talked to a couple sources at Boston College and I haven't really heard anything about any recruits uh, transfers. But the class of 2022 is still coming up. There's still a few names out there that we'll have to keep looking at. And we'll look at it all at bcbulletin.com. Now, on tomorrow's show, we will be joined by Dan Rubin, who's going to talk more about women's basketball. And he's going to preview the Georgia Tech game. You're going to want to hear that. Also, check me out on Locked on ACC. I'm on there on Wednesdays with Candace Cooper. We talk everything ACC. I'm the football guy, so I talk a lot of football stuff, but I also talk basketball, women's basketball, and everything in between. You want to check that out. Um, and then find me on Twitter at LockedOnBC and at AJBlack underscore BC. Thank you all who have listened. I really do appreciate it. I hope you have a great Wednesday, and we'll see you all again on Thursday. Thank you for listening. We'll see you soon.